0: Hey, thanks again for tuning in to yet another episode of the Conversation Podcast here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Uh, Last week, we took a break. Les and I went to St. Louis to check out the World Series of Comedy. We had a lot of fun, and uh, we did miss an episode, so this is the the next episode with uh, Ty Rivera Our headliner that week, John Hilder, the feature, and we had a special guest, Matt Holt. He was just coming in to try out for the club. All three of these guys were very, very funny, very entertaining. We talked about all sorts of things. I think I had a really good conversation with Ty, and a pretty enlightening conversation, actually. And we talked about the business and everything there is to it, and Les even gave some insider tips on how to run a proper club. Hope you guys enjoy this one. I know I did.
1: the conversation. Ha <laughs> ha! Okay, bang. Alright. We're up. Hey, yep. Yeah. Hey, uh, Les McCurdy here. <laughs> this is the conversation. We're in the green room at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Hot off of Louis C.K. Yeah. we been here for four days. That wow. was one of the neatest things in 32 years of doing this. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. And he was fantastic. And every, everybody was. And um, so, uh, uh, the conversation, this is as much as we can, uh, just the natural bullshitting around that we do <laughs> with microphones in front of our face, knowing that there's a microphone in front of yeah, your face kind of takes away the spontaneity. Usually, but, uh, I talk sure. to
2: my friends all the time. We just have mics in front of our face. That's right. right. Yeah. And
1: speaking right there is John Hilder. Hilder, yes. John Hilder, who will be featuring this week with Ty Rivera. Who always likes to show up fashionably like, late. <laughs> yeah. And Matt Holt, right? Yes, absolutely. And Matt is doing a guest set with us tonight, dropping to in. Here. And uh, Mike Stevens, our producer.
0: Hey. Hello. How so there see?
1: you now, now you know the voices, and now we just start bullshitting Perfect. around. Perfect. You know, so, yeah, you were asking
2: about the time out there, so, yeah. yeah. No, I'm yeah. glad. Like club should have that clock. It makes life so much easier. You know,
1: somebody told me there is one other club now that has done that. Yeah, has put that. And f- uh, for listeners, copycats. We just put <laughs> a, 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 a every. If you don't know this, uh, 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 every club has some sort of notification process that the comic time is uh, uh, is up or close to up, it. it's usually a light from somewhere. Sure. Yeah. Or a position somewhere. Right. And uh, every, every club has it. That's a comedy a, yeah. thing, man. Time is really important. Even open comedy. mics have a guy with a flashlight in the that's back. Right. Yeah. That's right, that's <laughs> right. And so uh, oh, on our open mic, we have a flashlight how, how close are you standing to them Mike
0: uh, like four feet like right there like, like right in front of their face and, and, and they, they still they don't still go they over still we
1: used to have a fucking horn and I love yeah. the horn yeah, I ran a mic like, for ten years and yeah I run it's a show still.
2: in uh, Vegas where we have a countdown clock from ten minutes and if it hits zero literally buzzers go off red lights flash it's how it should be you it's great yeah. how it should it's be it's great <laughs> it
1: <laughs> really is <laughs> you know and uh, so anyway, uh, we've got a 42-inch flat screen up in the ceiling in front of them. <laughs> That's like, awesome. You can't miss this sum of it. <laughs> it it's right up there uh, in the ceiling, so the audience can't see it, but the comics can see it. But what I like that and, and, and that, and that was a total act. We put that up there because we have the two 70-inch flat screens on either side of the, the, the stage for any video presentations you might want to put up there. Yeah. And especially if someone was utilizing the theater uh, for other things to do a PowerPoint yeah I thought well how nice for you as a presenter when the presentation is behind you to, to be able to see it in front of you sure. without it being obtrusive to the audience usually yeah. somebody has to bring their laptop on stage yeah. which I think looks a little funky yeah and so we put it up there for that purpose and right. that purpose only and the guy who was doing sound back then uh, he came to me one day and he was like, Hey, would you like a clock on there? I said, You can do that. And he goes, Yeah, we can put anything, you know, whatever you want. I go, Yeah, I'll put it. Yeah, put the clock up there. And so uh, he puts the clock, you know, just the actual time, but then puts a counter on it. Yeah. So, and that's what I love it's is amazing. that he starts the counter when you walk on the stage. Yeah. And I just yeah. love the fact, that especially when you're trying new stuff or improvising, you know, it's easy to get off track of yeah. time. And. To look up and see, oh, oh, I've been up here for 10, 12 minutes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Which, I don't know about you guys, but it allows me to go, oh, I can go ahead and do it that. It helps feature. a yeah, yeah. I
2: wasn't sure if I had time. Yeah, you know how long your bits are. You know that I can fit that in. Right. And if yeah. you're sitting there staring at your watch, which that could be off-putting to the crowd. If you constantly look at your watch, trying to see how much time you have. So that, that Totally thanks. To so. Yeah, I, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I think <laughs> that from, uh, we know why. But from an audience
1: point of view, they don't know. It no. does look weird. Yeah, it's yeah. like to you're. It's like you want to get off. Yeah, stage. you'd rather yeah, be anywhere. Right. But and that. they don't realize. Right. right. That you're, you're just like, like I don't want to
2: get off yet. Am I done? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, my- so it'd be better to put a clock on the floor. Yeah, that's a yeah. good yeah. Thing. You know, which I've done. My favorite. Uh, yeah, I've seen uh, that
3: too.
0: Yeah. My uh-huh. favorite was Mike McCarthy. He was headlining here, and the Patriots were playing, and he was like, "Hey, uh, fuck the clock. You put the game." up <laughs> on the screen and like like kevin was like i don't i probably could but i think that's a terrible idea <laughs> he would just be like fuck <laughs> like, in the million bits and everything so but uh, i was like that's a good idea yeah. <laughs> for, for a, a minute fucking nfl football yeah, game did, we I've did something like that like clubs where they have up. a
3: stoplight uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of a cool thing
1: yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. it turns yellow and yeah. red. Yeah. So I, I was
2: working with uh, Rick D'Elia from Boston, and the first time the Red Sox won the World Series, he told me, don't bring me up until I tell you that the game's over. But it just went forever. like, they're not going to let me do this all night. So I finally had to bring him up, and right when I bring him up, David Ortiz hits a walk-off home run, and he just wanted to murder me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, man. It's not my job to say what's That's right.
1: That's right. <laughs> uh, I, I would say as the club owner, I would not be too pleased about yeah, that yeah. at all. Hey, Ty Rivera. Ty Rivera in the just house. walked in. Yeah, that you can. It's fine. Uh, Ty Rivera just walked in. Uh, we're just this is you know our little podcast, which is just bullshitting. There's no, you know. Yeah,
4: bullshit is your feature not waking you up. I tried <laughs> <Like> that <laughs> fucking bullshit. Called, How did you I, not I, beat the fucking door? I, I called, mean, like I drove two I not, I hours round trip to pick your ass up I, yesterday. I was beating the door. <laughs> How the you fuck? are a sound
2: sleeper, my friend. I was pounding the door. I was calling you. <laughs> He was afraid to go into the bedroom. Believe time. me, that I, was—I don't know what was going he on. He wouldn't there.
1: go in. He said, "I'm staying on this side of the fucking door." <laughs> I that's was ready. To, I was
2: ready to run back down there and beat the door <laughs> down.
4: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense to me.
2: Uh, <laughs> you saw how many times I called you, uh, and I was w- pounding on the door too. Well, you
1: made it fine. It's an older audience out there tonight. Uh, not that that's unusual that's for <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> you just, know.
2: Yeah? it's all right though. I, I, so, I mean. They were great for Louie last night, and there were a good amount of that old was, people out there. You know,
1: there. we were talking about that, uh, that, uh, I had a nice conversation with him afterwards, and it was really cool how, you know, just expressing how grateful he was for this year, yeah. and seeing that his fans were still there, it's like, you know, I don't know, you don't know, yeah, you don't know yeah. man. That's awesome. And then, I, and of course, they're not only there, but they're, they're cr- crazy about them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, uh. But I think we got a lot of first-time comedy people in this with Louis show. Yeah, I'll bet. I, 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 we were no, and how we kind of spotted it was that a lot of, not super young, but 30-ish. Sure. You know, maybe kind of crowd um, that prepared themselves, looked as if they prepared themselves to come see Louie like you would prepare for a rock and roll concert, okay. yeah, like let's start four hours before the show. Pre <laughs> gaming, get raging fucked oh, up, oh yeah, and you know, go to the go to the see Lily, man, yeah, and <laughs> we, rage, let's rage, and just and we're too drunk to really enjoy the show. So did you have problems with the crowd though? Were they no, not okay. I mean, we uh, kind of like normal. I mean, when you run, yeah, you, you know. When you run that many people sure. through, I
2: mean, I think we probably kicked out
0: two or three, two to
2: four people okay. a yeah. night out of two shows, yeah. well, was which it, is was it phones or just people not shutting up? People just not, shutting not shutting up. up. Yeah. The phone just thing was loud. excellent. People yeah. were
0: actually focusing and watching the fucking show. Yeah, I show. love that. Yeah, I,
3: I see that thought? getting better. Phones yeah. aren't as bad today as they were even two years ago. Yeah. Well, he they Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, you have to. He. Yeah.
1: he He hired a security company that came in and you bagged the phone. Yeah, Yeah. Comedy Works in Denver does that. Oh, yeah, that's what Tyler said. That's great. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I have a. That's the first time we've done it here. I don't know what the cost of it is. If it was negligible, you know, negligible really, like valet parking, sure. Mm -hmm. I would do it. In the beginning, though, there was
3: a company that did it just as a sponsorship. Oh, okay. And I'm sure that doesn't happen anymore because. It's, it's more widely now well it, it should no. Matt. i agree hey
1: look some <laughs> star <laughs> zipper company needs to f- yeah right well yeah. we we i mean you know a, a couple of years ago when it started really becoming an issue i did hear some rhetoric from some comedy clubs that said we've just given up on it and i went that's fucked up yeah that's you know then you don't give a shit right. about the art form you're just selling booze yeah, You yeah. know, and, and and throwing people to the lines, really. I mean, well, as far as that people goes. People stop coming. Go, you know, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like, it's like you know, it's like your teenager has wrecked, has wrecked your car twice. Right, right. And you keep giving them the fucking keys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's pretty easy. He can't afford a car. Right. You know, it's like, you know, fuck you. So but, you
3: notice with your crowd, because you said your crowds are older sometimes? Yeah.
1: Are they, uh, They're they older all the time. They're great. They're wonderful. They're I
3: haven't been to crowd. Sarasota in 29 years. i was oh, just okay. that today. Uh, so, do, do they demand more clean content? No. Or? no. That's awesome. Not See, at there's, all. A, there's a club that I work, or I used to work at, and they insisted that we be squeaky clean because their audience was older. Was that down in Port Charlotte? Yep. Yeah, And it's like, it <laughs> makes
1: no sense. But the we, goofy is, Vasani's has done that. But then they'll turn, you know, and I, I, I mean, God rest his soul. But they'll turn around and book Ralphie May. Right. And I'm like, well, now he's a tough. How the now. fuck does that yeah. work? And I and I talked to know, audience.
3: acts like that. Right. right. You know, I talked to audience members afterwards that were in their 70s and 80s, and they're like, "Yeah, you're holding back, aren't you?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I was." Yeah, I mean, they came up on Buddy Hackett and Red, you know, Red Fox and all that, so they don't give a shit about language. What well, the
1: thing about it is, I've found this, I've, uh, I've, I've found this to be so true, and it's just the way the human species is, well, how we just are. You know, you, you can take the same crowd, and if you don't prepare them for something that's going to be kind of outrageous, they can be put off. Sure, same crowd. Same show, everything the same, but you prepare them for it. They're fine with yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I, it's just all about letting people know what they're coming to see, you know? I mean, uh, I just, I, I, uh, that's it. And, yeah, my grandmother, first time she came and saw my show years and years and years ago, and she came to a fucking Friday late show. <laughs> Friday late show. And I was like, Grandma, come on, man. Don't you judge know, Mama me Ruth. And she goes, son, we've been doing it longer than you've been saying it. Exactly. What do you, what do you, think, we, what do you think we've been doing? Exactly. You know? <laughs> it, it's, it's just their generation didn't express profanity and things like that in open society because it was just, you just didn't do it. And yeah, just yeah. The way society was and uh, that compared to now. They were still saying it. They were still doing it. Yeah. They just were... It, it, there was just uh, an appropriateness that was different, but not these crowds. You know, I mean, they've seen everything, and yeah. you know what? If it's pro and it's good, I mean, Ty, I think you're as as good an example of that as anybody. Because I've said this openly when when we saw you at the at the you know you won World that Las Vegas World Series of Comedy and you won, and Pam and I sat there and go, we love this guy. I don't know if our audiences will. I don't know if his style of comedy is sure. going to go over there. I don't know. But we were like, we're going to try it. Let's That's awesome. see. Let's see. And uh, what was this, your fourth or fifth time back here? Or
4: yeah, probably my fifth time here.
1: I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. That's great. You know, and uh, in, in kind of a sense, if you, watch, if you watch Ty perform in Las Vegas or somewhere and go, There's the guy for Sarasota, Florida, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, (laughs) probably not, not, you know? Yeah. But, uh, no, these crowds respect if you're a really good professional. They can tell. Mm -hmm. They can tell. If you're up there just fucking around, and you ain't got your shit together, and you're just being profane to be profane, outrageous to be outrageous, and it's not well-crafted, they, they, yeah. it won't you know, go well. Yeah. gotcha. They yeah, they
4: will accept anything here. Like they do. Like I do crowd work with them. I'll do just regular material sometimes. It just depends. But they, it, this crowd doesn't care as far as like dirty or clean. Awesome. It's just if it's that, funny, they laugh. That means that you cultivated
1: yeah. a good audience, which is amazing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You've and done you, your work. You certainly can. You can, and that you know that's the thing is. I mean, you know, coming from a theater background, mm-hmm. you know, is that when we got into this. You know, we treated stand-up comedy as an art form for the very beginning, even though nobody else (laughs) did. And we still struggle with that. Yeah. You know? And we know that, you know, you do have to train your audience. You do the audience does they there's no way for them to automatically be sophisticated to what this is. You know, and over a period of time you do. Yeah. You know, and you left and you know, after we get through tonight, we do a thing called off the clock. I don't think I've ever done it with you.
4: No, this is my first time. What
1: it is, is right after the show, uh, I bring, y'all come up, you can not leave stage, if you want, or you can leave for a minute and come back, and we just go right up to the microphone, it streams live on YouTube, and I interview you guys, and ten minutes, and then we let the audience ask questions. All I do that for is, i found over the years from talking to patrons, being here for so long that people even people that have seen tons of comedy they think we're born this way mm-hmm. <laughs> they think oh you know some people just have that gene or whatever and you go no man you know how you get to do that work
2: yeah, like it.
1: really work hard for a long time yeah. and so in this conversation uh, the questions i asked basically just tell us how you grew you tell us your history how you grew up what your family was like you know, just so people understand that comics come from all walks of life, from all different kinds of backgrounds, have different hobbies, have different interests, and all this stuff. So that what I want to get across to people is: if you really, really want to be a comedian, well, you can. You yeah. know, I mean, you, you're the, the, it's there, but it's work. Right. Yeah, it's it's a work ethic if you want to be a pro. And then we let the audience ask questions, and it's uh. We've always had fun with it. Yeah. It's awesome. They ask a lot of the typical I'm shit. I'm curious yeah, like, yeah well, how yeah. insightful the audience questions are.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite comedian? Didn't you do that Me. every week. I am. I'm we do it there. every Thursday. That's
1: awesome. We do th- we do this in the green room which of course doesn't go out for several weeks because he is not
2: because <laughs> he's all the bullshit. I, I, so I, no, <laughs> uh, hey, I know we
1: don't know what he's doing yeah. half the time It doesn't come out for several weeks yeah. you know, yeah, no. I just got out the podcast from February yeah. uh, <laughs> well, I get it I
3: produce, I produce them too man I know do you
4: cool. actually edit them or what do you what uh, takes you I a I clean long
0: them time? up I clean, clean them up. up. Yeah. No, I've been getting them out. Like this one will come out Sunday. We really don't okay. edit them
1: at all, the, the, you know, because so some of these are fifteen minutes yeah. or twenty minutes, because yeah. that's all right. we got. This little part and then just conversation. Yeah. Everybody wanted to go watch the show because really we want you to do what you normally do. Uh-huh. You know, what I mean, we don't want you to be trapped into this if yeah. you go, hey man, I got to go prepare for my yeah. show. I, I want to go watch the comics, see what he's... You know, you do what you do. Got it. So some of these are 50, and then some of them are an hour.
0: Some of them were like, it was like three hours, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got Where was go I? all the way through. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, we just kept talking. <laughs> kept it was when going. your friends were in town that one time. Oh, maybe. And then they came back in the back of the green yeah. room, and then we were so like... So
1: the only editing yeah. is if you guys say, okay. I want that edited out. Yeah. If y'all just comfortably... Got yeah. in a role and said something that you go, I don't want that to fuck out. There. Right. You know, we're <laughs> you not going to put today? it out there. What's that?
4: You're the opener this weekend? Uh, no, I'm just doing a guest set tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you uh, opening the show? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yes,
1: I am. I'll do that. Right. So, what I say? Like seven. Seven to, to ten, ten, you ten, said. Right in there. Yeah. And so I'll do about ten, fifteen, okay. twenty. Perfect. And uh, what happened?
2: Okay. Cool. <laughs> whatever you, no, do. you usually
1: stay around 45 Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Which is whatever. I tell you, what, since we're doing the interview at the end, uh, are you okay with keeping it to 40 45?
4: Yeah, that's fine. Is that all right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Because,
2: I mean, I can tell him You can, can cut me. I did oh. a bad job waking him up. So you can cut <laughs> my tongue. <time. laughs> <Yeah>, you're <laughs> already in trouble. I'm already in the doghouse.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I sensed that.
5: Okay.
0: <laughs> that was a long uh, pre-show. Yeah, feels like it. I was like, how many things are they gonna show him? It's Like
3: the Undertaker's entrance.
2: <laughs> yeah. Riding out on a motorcycle. I miss the <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs> I
3: like that. that's. I'm not a big wrestling fan. But I like that Undertaker the best. I think. Yeah. The biker. It was yeah, such a the, weird the character shift, yeah. but it, but it worked.
2: It
5: worked
3: for me. <laughs> because I didn't have to believe he was dead. So how long <laughs> do you usually suspense, do these? Yeah. Huh?
4: How long do you usually do these? Uh, or, the podcast? Yeah, what time do we usually wrap up? Because I have a phone call I have to take care of in a little bit, so I just so want to...
0: you do whatever you want. Okay. Just walk away. It doesn't matter. All right. Yeah, for real. It's just all natural. At any point, if you want to leave... If you want to say, go fuck yourself, I'm done talking to you? You say
2: that, too. I don't even care. That's <laughs> how <Until> I naturally <laughs> end <laughs> conversations. <laughs> yeah, just, all right, fuck off. I'm, I gotta go. And i was like, all right. Dude. All right <laughs> so I'm gonna pay attention what he's doing.
3: All right. Since I gotta follow him.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's just gonna do a bunch of crowd work and talk That's about right, his right. ponytail.
2: His ponytail. <laughs> so Are you going out there? No, I'm
3: just gonna listen. Oh, okay.
2: That Does that this... Me around like this everybody out, it's definitely you know? freaking me out. Uh, no, Davis. is this door just unlocked, this red one? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, if we don't go out to the showroom, yeah, the the, the
0: showroom doors right there. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. If you guys need anything at all, you guys, I can run and grab drinks or something. Or uh, I can you need anything? Huh? Need anything before the show? Or? Uh,
4: water's good. Water? Yeah.
2: Can I get a Coca Cola Classic? Coca-Cola well, Mexican Coke? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> Real
4: shit. Yeah. You were here last night, right? Yeah, I was here for Louis' show. Did you catch the show? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it was great. Um, I talked about it today on my YouTube channel. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Just about, like, about how the show went, or?
4: Um, just about the fact that, uh, well, I talked about, like, the way the situation went, where, you know, originally I was supposed to perform one oh, yeah, to Sunday, yeah. and then, uh, you know, But I talked about that, and then I also talked about the fact that uh, I don't think a lot of the SJW types understand, social justice warriors, for anybody that's listening, (laughs) um, understand that Louis is just accepting his punishment. Yeah. But technically, he could sell out everywhere and just call off the whole cancellation that they tried to pull on him. Yeah. You know, so it really is like a voluntary, like he's just accepting that this is what he's supposed to do in order to atone.
0: For, right, for for being, to having his thing. Remember how he addressed it in the show? Yeah. It's a very good way of addressing it. Like, yeah. It was my thing. Yeah. Everybody knows my thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: So, like, I talked a little bit about that. I was very careful not to um, mention any of his material or even no. try to recreate a joke or, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, because... A, a I feel like that's like a part of the advantage to the yonder and the way that he did everything last night. Yeah. It's kind of keeping everything so it's still his material mm-hmm. and it also makes it more special as far as like the audience and him because it's almost like you have this yeah. private meeting with him.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, only you're going to hear that material. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Somebody leaked his stuff not too long ago, right?
4: yeah there was that. this whole hour but it was like I heard that when I watched that or listened to it on YouTube, I listened to the whole thing because they were like uh louis c k bombs and it was like it was an amazing fucking set, <laughs> and the person that was recording couldn't stop laughing, so you kept oh hearing God. them laughing and it was just like you know where is that bombing to you and in, in whose world is that bombing
0: I don't get it either i feel, I feel like uh people judge from the outside though. Like, they... If you if they were there, they would know that's not a bomb set at all. You know what I mean? But
4: even on, if you listen to the recording, it's yeah. not bombing. It's like there's certain things that you can say, like you can yeah. say maybe you didn't like the material, maybe right, you didn't right. think it was appropriate, and that's fine. That's an opinion. That's an opinion. But yeah. as far as bombing, there's what bombing is, and there's right. what bombing isn't. If the yeah. whole audience is laughing, it's not bombing. That's not bombing. It's so stop lying in the yeah. media because you wanted it to be a certain way because right, you're upset right. that it didn't turn out the way that you hoped it would yeah. because you don't think he deserves to be able to make people laugh
0: that's fucked up too
4: you know and when it comes down to it he didn't really do anything that terrible. Like, no. it, uh, technically, he did, like, that's even the story that the the women gave, and I'm friends with one of the women, Dana right. G- Dana Min Goodman, you right. know. I've known her in L.A. for years. Wow, yeah. She's a really nice girl, really funny girl. I would never say anything bad about her, you know. Sure. I, mean, I I love her. She was very nice to me when I was first starting out. Right. And my road was a little bit different when I was first starting out. Right. So, like, I'm really loyal to the people that were good to me back yeah. when I was first, you know, starting. That's cool and so um but you know even she says they jokingly said yes they thought he was joking and i talked about this uh one time a long time ago it's like well if somebody asks you and then you say yes and you think they're joking and then you realize they weren't joking yeah that's a misunderstanding it's not necessarily them doing something wrong right right, right. you know like
0: yeah (laughs) it's not even harassment really almost it's like I don't know. It's, it, it's almost like it's just hard to define.
4: It really is a misunderstanding at that yeah. point, you know, and it's a misunderstanding that involves a sexual situation, so that complicates it a bit more. Right. But it's still a misunderstanding, you know?
0: Exactly. And what's weird to me is, like, what like what, did, what, what, does he have to do? Like, is there a pathway to redemption in some of these people's eyes that are blaming him for all this stuff? I like think he's already he lost has to do what dollars. he's doing now right. is
4: just say fuck it and come back. Yeah. You know, because otherwise, who's who are you supposed to apologize to? Who's the person you're supposed to either give a verbal apology to or write a check or yeah. you know like who it's is that confusing,
0: person? Yeah. The people or the if anything, the women that were affected by it. But I don't know.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, if there were some kind of you know. I don't even know if it would be financial. I don't know what they would want, but I mean, like, if they, if Dana and the other girls said this is what would be an appropriate apology, that's right. something I would accept. But the fact that it's people that weren't even involved, no, of course, it's that are the that. most invested, yeah. and it's like, how is this so <laughs> terrible to you? What did you lose in all this, or, yeah. you know, I think people just want
0: to strike people down. I don't know why. Because like, he had the lightest of all the scandals. If you really think about yeah. it, yeah. And, uh, I mean, we got emails, like, hate emails, you know? How dare you pl- play them at the club, like, take us off the list. But it was very few. It wasn't, like, a lot.
4: You know, and, and in a like, lot of cases, those on. people, uh, the people that do that usually don't even live in your city. Yeah. So it's people from right. other states that are trying to make it seem like...
2: You've had that before, right? People try to fuck up your shows. Yeah, the I've had people really? try to do
4: that. With, yeah, because uh, there was... Because... One person said that I hate white women. Um, which as far as I know, you're allowed to hate white women. <laughs> yes. I don't, no but I'm allowed to. You know, like it's not like white people have had the best history in this country, you know. I don't owe them to like them. <laughs> so you're like she's kinda right. <laughs> I'm brown and I'm gay. If I want to, I can hate them. <laughs> You know, That's so funny. Answer. You try having these bitches ask you for makeovers all the time. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> but so, I, I don't. so what like, do
0: they do? Did they come to like protest your show or something? No, or like, it was
4: uh, an asshole that was writing emails was to like, these Yar. clubs. And then another thing that he oh, – uh, the same email. It was, if your club does anything Ty doesn't like, he's going to try to ruin your business and uh, write Yelp reviews and whatever. And I was just like – I didn't even have to say anything to any of the club owners at the yeah. places I work because everybody's like, yeah, we would know that if you were doing that, like, and it, that would be the dumbest career move on my point. Could you imagine yeah. if McCurdy's because yeah. he, he like in the email, he literally says, and I assume it's a he, uh, but in the e- email, he literally says, um, if your server or any of your staff does anything wrong, uh, the smallest thing, Ty is going to send emails and uh, Yelp reviews. That's the funniest thing ever. And it, it's like, could you imagine if McCurdy's, like, say, put pickles on my hamburger? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, I start writing a Yelp review, and it's like, oh, yeah, again. that's the smart thing for me to do. <laughs> like the most passive-aggressive <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a like, Yelp the reviews. The shows were great
2: except for the pickles on my like, goddamn burgers. The only thing I can
0: see doing it is doing like ironically, like just writing ironic Yelp reviews. Yeah, cause... I
4: gave them one star. <laughs>
0: Because they looked at me wrong. Yeah, I gave
4: McCurdy's one star on Yelp. Every club I work is waiting for my review. I'm like the comedy club critic.
0: That's a, that'd be so funny I'm surprised there isn't somebody out there like that <laughs> what, that's a weird thing to do does he like does he just have a you just have something against you like, yeah you well saw one of your shows and
4: no that person in particular was mad at my internet presence
0: oh okay yeah because wow. you know at
4: that time there were different situations going on yeah. um, where people would get mad at me either for the way I was voting because I had yeah. voted for Trump. Right. So that's something that bothered you people. You can't do
0: that because you're gay and you're. And brown. I'm brown, and it's against my it's own against interest. The law, isn't it? It's against it's,
4: it's <laughs> against my own interest. Um, and that's where the white women thing came from because, uh, it was you know a lot of liberal white women that were jumping on me for that, and I was like, you're not the decider of what's best for me. You don't even know my particulars, and right. you're deciding based on my skin color and my, uh, orientation. who it is I'm supposed to vote for in my entire story.
0: Right. That's like, it's like inherently anti-American to try and force somebody into a decision like that. Oh, yeah. Whoa. And they don't, they don't understand that, I don't think. Like, yeah. No, and you're just a piece of shit if you vote for them. But no, it's like, but yeah, like, I'm, a, if I, I'm allowed to be a piece of shit. How about that? Go fuck yourself. And <laughs> you're allowed
4: <laughs> to disagree with me and you're yeah. allowed to call me a piece of shit. But right. where, to me, where it crosses the line is when you start trying to contact clubs because right. you don't agree with them. Like, now you're trying to make it so I don't work. I'm trying to hurt you. Yeah. Actually hurt you. Because yeah. I don't say what you want me to say.
2: That's that cancel culture yeah, bullshit.
4: Yeah, and then I said it's
2: not going. You have to cancel it for everyone else. It's yeah, like, it's so stupid.
4: There was also a situation with um, some trans people where they tried to do that with me. Yeah. But it, that was annoying too because it was a very, um, a very small crowd trying to make a big deal out of nothing. Right. Like I, I didn't like an article that right. a trans person had put out. And I have a lot of trans friends, right. but they're very strong. Right, and right, right. so I wake up, I talk about it on stage, but I, I wake up one day to a, a message on Facebook, like check out, and it's a mass email type uh, thing on Facebook, you know, like a group message type thing. And it was like, check out this really empower, empowering article by a trans person. Yeah. And I read the article and it's just really whiny. It's not at all empowering, you know. And so I just shared the article and was like, check out this lame article, everybody. (laughs) And so then this straight woman tries to make a big deal with me about it and is calling me transphobic. Because she's an ally and she has to stick up (laughs)
0: for these people. Yeah, and
4: that was what was annoying to me too, like, because she was identifying as an ally and I was like, your job as an ally is to support the community. Your job isn't to get in the middle and tell an LGBT person how they're supposed to feel about their own community.
0: Right, exactly.
4: You know, and she was like, I can't believe because it turned out it was Trans Day of Remembrance and she was just like I can't believe you would do this on Trans Day of uh, Remembrance or Trans Day Day of Remembrance and I was just like "Um, I don't know if you know this but in the community Trans Day of Remembrance is a new thing So you're trying to push this thing on me And make it seem like it's a sacred day But it's a new day that somebody just picked out of nowhere
0: Yeah, and I haven't marked it in my calendar, motherfucker Yeah, it's not like every year we have trans (laughs) day of
4: remember You know, like now Never forget (laughs) (laughs) And now it's becoming a bit more like that But R- r- really, the the activists yeah. have hurt what's going on with the LGBT community in that way. Because if you notice, people are becoming unsympathetic again because it's become such a whiny situation. And they're
0: alienating people, too.
4: Yeah, and that's right. why you see, like, less support. Now, for a minute, a lot of people were jumping on the train yeah. and, like, supporting. And yeah. then now, people are a bit more like, you know, yeah, I'm Tetacly not like. trying to support something that's going to try to tear me down.
0: right. Right, and people get so angry Holy shit So angry Yeah I understand though I, I think it's just the Irrational thinking It's always like one person The loudest person in the room It's You're, always
4: the loudest And the dumbest That yeah. speak for each group though yeah. And that's what's frustrating about it
0: Very frustrating Cause you can't have like a Reasonable Or logical Debate Or discourse With these kind of people Like they're just gonna spew Hey, good luck man Go get him, buddy. Uh, Matt's about to go up right now. Yeah. I think, I actually, I met one of your friends. I don't know. Uh, Irina Skaya. Do you know Irina at all? I love her. Yeah, she's she just moved in the area, I think. I was trying to get her on the podcast, actually, but I think she was Yeah, happy. she said
4: she was going to be working. I I really do like her a lot. I don't know her know her. Okay. You know, like, we know each other from online. Oh, okay. Um, but I really like that she has... Because for me, I don't care about anybody's politics or anything like that. Um, I just like when people are, have strong personalities and they're w- willing to actually go to bat for the things they say. And they're not just going with what they're told they're supposed to do. The pandering and like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she has very strong opinions, and she runs oh, yeah. them down on social media. Like, <laughs> when people come after her, she is willing to just bam, bam, yeah. bam. She'll hit them with a bunch of facts. That's another thing I like, people that yeah. know their shit, and they're like, okay, Research. we're going to do this. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Those are the ones that are scared to get in the arena with, too. It's the, you down, you know? Yeah, it's one of the
4: reasons that people on social media get mad at me. Like, now I do less and less debating on social media. Right. But I'll send you everything you need to see, and I'll <laughs> make you look stupid. Whether you agree with me or not, you're going to look stupid if yeah. you fuck with me on social media. I can tell. You have
0: one of those skill sets. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people try to fuck, you, fuck, fuck with you in the uh, audience, and it's like, it never goes well <laughs> yeah. at all. I'm like,
2: oh, don't do it.
4: Yeah, Don't
0: do it. You don't know who you're going. You're a Jedi master, motherfucker. Careful. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, well, with them, I always know that they're. Um, I'm gonna go watch Matt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. With them, I always know that they're not used to public speaking. Right. Right. So it's like I'm gonna you win. You already this. have. This. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna win this. Uh, 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 yeah, stuttering. you're already halfway nervous. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're way more nervous than I am. Yeah, I just need to exploit this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, it's funny. Uh, but that, by, back to that, the, the Yelp thing was hilarious to me because I don't even think of a, a comic would even do that. Like, I couldn't. Am- like, comics make fun of those people. Yeah. Like to go be like start become your enemy, yelping fucking <laughs> comedy clubs. Like the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life.
4: Yeah, it just <laughs> makes no sense. But that <laughs> right, a bad like,
0: Google review on you. So you okay. If you want to tell
4: that story? I'm fine with yeah. it. You know. <laughs> just
0: making shit up though. It's stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, we're under fire, comics. I don't For no reason. I don't get it. Like, people take the shit. I was talking to some lady the other day. I was in the elevator, and uh, she gets down, and she's like, oh, you work at the comedy club? And I was wearing my shirt, mm-hmm. like, my McCurdy shirt. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you your bench?" She's like, oh, no, I, I hate I hate comedy. <laughs> I hate and I comedy. was like, H- it, it was like, wait, what? Like, H- do H- You also, yeah, the food? <laughs> exactly. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, you don't laugh? And she's like, oh, I laugh. And I'm like, well, then. I just didn't get it. She's like, I hate stand-up. And I was like, oh, why? And she's like, because I think that they're all just punching down and being offensive to be offensive. They're just picking on people. They're bullies. And I was like, have you ever been to a stand-up show? No. There, See, it
4: is. there I, I plan to talk about this a bit more in depth um, on my YouTube channel at some point, but yeah. I have a problem with the terms punching up and punching down mm-hmm. because I don't think the people that really push that – understand that they're asking a person like me because again i'm brown and gay yeah. mm-hmm. to accept that i'm down right you know so i'm supposed to accept that i'm beneath people
0: right so if anybody says anything about you it's punching down because yeah i'm a lesser to me that's offensive that's offensive to me yeah. that's
4: what's offensive is that i'm supposed to just accept uh, that i'm down
0: that's a good point like you're you're supposed to be disenfranchised. Yeah, that and reason. that
4: means that you as a white man yeah. are automatically above me. Yeah. You're punching up. You know what I mean? Like wow. if I if I say anything about you, I'm punching up.
0: Wow. Just defining it is offensive. Like just yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about it like that
4: yeah so for me that's why I don't like that thinking like do I know what they're getting at yeah, yeah. I know what they're saying and I know that the way that things are set up yeah. but it's also the reason that nobody should be telling me you know what it is I'm supposed to think like yeah. it's, it's just to make these hard and fast rules that you know is.
0: they're kind of making it up as they go it seems like there's no real you know I don't know yeah. It's always people that aren't doing comedy that are defining comedy.
4: Well, that's super annoying, and I've noticed that, too. Is, right. uh, and then there's the people that are even more annoying that are the people that have done, like, one open mic. Yeah. And now they identify as comics. Yeah. And then they're like, well, as a comedian, yeah. I think. And yeah. it's like, well, where do you go up or where do you work <laughs> uh, since <laughs> you're qualified? And that's where I get called an elitist. Oh. You know, call but, you an elitist now, too? Yeah, because – because um, – and I've also been called a gatekeeper.
0: What does that mean? Well, oh, as far okay. as I, I know,
4: gatekeepers are like the comedy club owners and the managers in the industry, mm. you know, the people that pick whether or not we right. get to work. But uh, they act like I'm part of that system because I'll tell people that you're you're really not a stand-up, which to me,
5: yeah,
4: again, is – kind of matter of fact yeah and it's not even about getting paid it's about like do you go up consistently are you always working on material I mean because it it takes a long time to make money in this business so for me the whether or not you get paid isn't the qualifier as to whether or not you're a stand-up there's plenty of stand-ups that are working right now that aren't Making their living off of stand up.
0: Yeah, but they're stand ups.
4: And in some cases aren't even making almost any money off mm-hmm. of stand up. Yeah. But they're still stand ups because right. they actually put in the work. Right. But if you're a person that just goes to one open mic a week, yeah, I hate to tell you, but you're not a stand up. No. You know, if you're a person that's not always trying to fix your material, because I, I used to see this guy in LA all the time. His name was Alex. And everybody knew Alex would go up at a bunch of open mics and just run through this script that wasn't working. It wasn't like audiences would laugh at this script, but he wouldn't deviate. He wouldn't change it, and it wasn't working. So to me, you're not a stand-up just because you get up and parrot these words every night or recite them to us.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's almost the definition of insanity, too. Mm-hmm. Just doing the same thing over and over again, not getting, not, not deviating at all.
4: Yeah, and a lot of I've times people that. like that will come back from the stage, and they'll come to the green room, and they'll be like, those guys were weird. And it was like, no, you were bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, now watch. <laughs> you go over and you do your thing, you know what yeah, I mean?
4: change, Yeah, change your shit.
0: Yeah. I had a, uh, I opened for Daryl Lennox here, and he like, he like, shut me down because I went out the first uh, – it was a Friday night, I think, or Saturday night, and I, the first show I bombed, and I'm hosting for him, and it just did not go well. Yeah. And he was like – he's like, you're just fucking around. He's like, you're you're not trying. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just up there like playing it safe, doing your stupid-ass fat jokes and ginger jokes that aren't like – they're not relatable. He's like, what the – he like, really called me out on it. And then the second show I came out, and I just – I tried like – it's not that I tried new material. I just was – I took more risks. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I and he's like and he was like anytime you're outside of L. A. or New York you should be building your set like yeah. always working on your shit like don't don't take an easy day off and just like oh I'm just gonna do these jokes because I don't want to, you know I'm just gonna run through it my old shit that's safe like no test yourself every time challenge yourself and that that was like a big eye opener for me. Is that Were like, you
4: featuring or, or I was just a hosting. You know? oh, okay, just bombed. hosting. Like it
0: was bad like <laughs> it was it was bad and he was like, he even called me out on stage he came out and he was like ah uh, keep it going for Chris the feature. And he was like, uh, Mike, he doesn't deserve a round of applause. Fuck that. <laughs> and he just, like, starts calling me out. It was, but it was a good, I, like, I appreciate they did that. You know what I mean? Like, and, that, and that's why I was trying to get to your point. When you tell people they're not stand-ups, you're probably doing them a favor. They just don't realize it.
4: Well.
0: You know what I mean? Like, It
4: usually doesn't. Like, it, with me, people don't get that a lot of the stuff I say isn't coming from a malicious place. Right. You know, it's just. Okay, if we're gonna have a conversation about stand up, I'm fine with that. And I don't care who you are, I'm fine with having a conversation with you about stand up. Yeah. But once you're talking to me who's a person that like, you know, long before I was ever making any money in stand up, yeah, I was doing as many as five to seven sets a night. Damn just because I had stage fright and I had to get rid of it and right, you know right. then I got past that and then I just got in the habit of going up like that then I just started liking to be able to work on material all the time. Right, so right. and I stayed at this pace for a long time. Mm-hmm. So when you come in and you're a one time a week if yeah. that person or in some cases it'll people be people that do it as little as once a month. Yeah yeah And yeah. so then you're gonna try to talk to me and be like, well as a fellow stand-up, no, you're not a fellow stand-up. And if we're going to have this conversation, I'm fine with it, but you're not going to qualify yourself as something that you're not and right. act like we're on the same level here. It's insulting to you, though. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's yeah. why I won't allow it, no, you know, and I'm point. not going to allow you to insult me. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and be like, oh, yes, please educate me yeah, on yeah. what so, it is I do. <laughs> you're clearly the expert here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell me about my <laughs> stage presence. And how I can improve it. You know what I mean? They always yeah. have this weird, like general statements but
4: and like i said if you want to have this conversation just as two people
0: yeah
4: I'm, I'm willing to accept that right but you know then when i ask you certain questions there was one person that was very offended by this flyer it was a flyer a flyer
0: oh, i can't wait to hear this
4: i didn't make the flyer i had nothing to do with the flyer <laughs> i knew the guys who ran the show right, right. and th- they were saying that this flyer represented rape culture jesus and uh it was a dick knife, It's what was drawn on the floor. <laughs> it was slide. a dick knife? Yeah, it was a dick knife. <laughs> and then behind it, it had the, the lyrics to, remember, uh, I don't remember the exact name of the song, but it was a song, I Don't Fuck With You. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, it's like the stupid little bitch yeah. that, so that's in the- Stupid little bitch, I don't fuck with you. Yeah, that was in the background, stupid little bitch, you know, is in the background, <laughs> but it's the lyrics- Part of the lyrics to that song, and then it's a dick knife, and then it has like the names of the different comics on it.
0: It's meant to draw a reaction, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, but
4: it was just a stupid flyer, you know. And the guys, the every week because that's a very popular show in L.A. Every week, the guy comes up with another way to incorporate a dick into a flyer. (laughs) It's it's just what it is. It's just what. I think now he might have ran out of dick ideas, <laughs> so he's doing different stuff.
0: <laughs> but oh, okay. that
4: was the thing, you know. Is like was <laughs> he, he dried would, up
0: his dick material. Like, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, he ran out of dicks to draw. <laughs> and so... <laughs> That's so funny.
0: Somebody got offended by it,
4: though? Like, so, uh, somebody got offended by it and then they were saying... There was this huge debate online. Jesus. Cause, and I admit, I stirred the pot on that <laughs> one. <laughs> Because I knew people paid attention to me, you know, and this person was making such a big deal of it. So I just shared it and was like, I know these guys. I see nothing wrong with this flyer. You know, stop reading more into it than it is. Like, you're welcome to feel however you want about it. But stop accusing the guys of promoting rape culture and, and making an uh unwelcoming space yeah. for women and yeah. <laughs> you know like these guys have women on the show all the time they're right. the most open minded and that's not even that's not just my opinion It's a matter yeah, of fact you know the these fact, guys right. are very open minded so yeah. you know if you want to say that it was in bad taste and maybe they should have thought it out a bit more I can accept that you know right. if you want to have a private conversation with them but f- to try to put them on blast online yeah to me isn't fair and so I I mentioned that Sorry, Hilder's material is sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and so there was this huge back and forth. And so I, there was a lady that was saying that she felt uncomfortable with it. She was in New York. And I asked her, because she was saying, if I ever saw a flyer like that, I would be offended and I wouldn't feel comfortable at that place. And so I asked her, how long have you been doing stand-up? Right, right. And then people try to come after me and try to make it seem like I was being an asshole and I was out of line. And I was like, no, I'm asking her how long she's been been doing stand up because when I first started doing stand up, people would say certain things about gay and I would get offended. Yeah, Yeah. And then after, and I but. See when I got offended there wasn't blogs you know right, there was right. MySpace was just kind of starting <laughs> you know so it was a whole different landscape you right. know then when you were offended people were like yeah well fuck it be offended <laughs> you yeah. know like the, what are you going to do about it yeah yeah that's on you maybe you shouldn't be a fag yeah, <laughs> you know? like, yeah exactly. and yeah. i'm halfway joking but really yeah. that was no. the attitude back then you yeah. know it was just like okay well if you want to live that lifestyle right, right. <laughs> then you got to right. be ready for people to say certain it's things
0: thick skin yeah absolutely
4: Yeah, Um, which I'm thankful for now because it made me a funnier person. It also made me a stronger person. Right. So when I was asking this lady these questions, I wasn't at all trying to just shut her down. I was trying to get at the fact, like, after you've been doing this for a while, you're not going to care about this kind of stuff. Right, right. You're going to realize that sometimes it's just what it is. It's just what it is. Yeah, because there was nothing meant by the flyer.
0: No. Yeah, but people uh, just—I think— I think people are just bored. Yeah. I really do. I think they have, like, nothing else to do. Like, get a hobby. Stop, like, I don't know. Stop getting so crazy. And if you
4: weren't, it's like a catch 22 situation because if you weren't such a miserable fuck, you'd have friends in real life.
0: Yeah, and you wouldn't be so easily offended by shit.
4: Yeah, you know, people would like you and hang out with you if you weren't always like, well, I think we (laughs) should talk about. (laughs) And it's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. What are you even doing right now?
0: Uh, We all hate that guy, too. Are you drinking from a plastic straw? Like, I get it. I'm sorry. Fuck, but they gave it to me. What do you want me to do? Like, I didn't ask for it. They just gave it to me. What the fuck? You killed a sea turtle. I didn't mean to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm very fortunate
4: in the fact that all the people I know, because every once in a while, one of those people will find themselves around us. Yeah, yeah we completely ignore them like they don't even (laughs) exist it's not even like a hostility thing we just (laughs) (laughs) Just yeah you'll (laughs) you'll learn (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah and you're right though it's it's always like people that are not happy in their own lives because misery loves company yeah like really that's that statement makes sense like it's
4: a it's my my biggest advice to like comics, anybody that doesn't care about like outrage culture and uh, right. cancel culture mm. is just to 100% ignore them.
0: Yeah. That's probably the best the best way, right? Yeah. Someone if you argue to... with
4: them, they win. I mean, yeah, like, and yeah. I did that for a couple of years where I would debate with people yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, um, but then eventually I realized if I just completely ignore them and don't listen to their rules or what it is they think we're supposed to do yeah then what power do they have
0: yeah almost like they're not even there
4: yeah well that's exactly the way I treat them
0: that's probably infuriating for them oh yeah it's very
4: but then if nobody else is listening to them either because one thing that people have realized with me is that I'm not gonna stop doing what I'm doing no so People have given up on, like, trying to cancel me or whatever they're... Change your mind, almost. Because it's just not going to happen. So people have left me alone. So the infuriated person will go try to rally a crowd... And the rest of the – even the people on the other side are like, well, we've already given up on him anyway, so <laughs> yeah, we're not going to listen to you. What are we going to do? Go make ourselves look stupid arguing right. with him again? Yeah, Because exactly. that's what happened with everybody that ran against me is I yeah. just fucking <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> Blew him up, yeah. it yeah, I was just like, all right, well, this yeah. is a way to make you look stupid.
0: Right. Well, you're very articulate and you, have, like, I, you just like – I'll, I'm afraid to argue with you. Like I was, you know what I mean. I, I am. I'm not a great arguer, but like I just like I'm not. No, yeah, I got you. I, I, when I met Arena, she came down and she was like, "I love Ty because he like everything you just said. Like you, you stick to what you your word and you you like ignore these people because mm-hmm. they have to be ignored. Yeah. And they tried to they tried to pull the shit on you and you you made it through it. It sounds like for the yeah.
4: most part. Yeah. And see what. It, what people notice with me, if they're really paying attention, is I'm a hundred percent fine to debate you and not yeah. make you look stupid or, or like do that kind you of can thing. Have a you know? civil conversation. Yeah, with we'll have a good conversation. Right. I'm also fine to completely like you know, not uh, agree to disagree, right. and right. I don't have to turn it into a personal attack. You know, now you're ugly, you're fat, you're yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Like I, yeah. hate, <laughs> I, hate, I hate all of that, that. shit. It's you know, childish. it's like yeah are we having a conversation or not <laughs> yeah, exactly. like let's have an actual conversation if that's what we're going to do yeah. so I won't take it there and so it's like you know all the stuff that people would usually accuse you of I'm not a fan of you know right. like the, the kind of bad parts of it so it's like yeah. well if you just treat me with respect yeah, we, can, we can have a, a debate yeah. and we can even at the end just be like alright well agree to disagree Yeah, you live in your world your way and I live in my world my way and both can be right
0: Yeah, we can still walk down the same street. Yeah. It's going to be the same. Yeah.
4: Yeah, there doesn't have to be a wrong and a right.
0: That's the hardest thing I think that people don't get about discourse is that you have to have respect if you're going to get anywhere Mm -hmm. with your opponent. Am I right? Like, you can't.
1: No, you're not right. No, I'm (laughs) I'm (laughs) (laughs)
0: right.
1: You're seldom right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear hear this one. You're proving my point. (laughs) You're (laughs)
0: seldom (laughs) right. (laughs) You're, You're proving my point that you're right right in my point, you have to you have to have like some form of disrespect or uh, respect for your opponent if you are going to like figure anything out, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Anytime. You know, you know,
1: it was one of the greatest greatest, and I don't know if it has anything to do with you because I just walked in what you are talking about. One of the great greatest life lessons I ever learned was was I was in my twenties and we had <laughs> and of all things, just uh, we'd stayed up all night, yeah, partying, right, Gotten right. off work at two, right. stayed up all, and decided to go play golf <laughs> when the sun came up. Right, you right. know, so here—that's the state of mind we're all in. Yeah. So we're out there farting around, and uh, we had a little team match going, and I, the other guy was getting, the other team guy was getting ready to make a putt or uh, uh, strike his putt, and I said to my buddy, "I hope he misses, you know, miss it, you know, like that." And he goes, "You don't ever want your competition to play badly for you to win."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: he goes. You always want your competition to be on the top of their game, and then you beat them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I, and I was like, man, I have not been doing that. <laughs> 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 I've totally been going at it the other way. I have really been hoping everybody would fuck up more than I fucked up.
0: <laughs> You're talking to their backswing and shit. You're sabotaging them. Yeah.
4: How much longer mm. does he have? Uh, let me Because I want to smoke a cigarette.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, get out of here. How did uh, how Matt do? Matt did very well. Really, very how'd
4: well, be? solid, nice. solid. Uh, I,
0: th-
1: I I think if I remember correctly, he he's uh like he knows Norm Stoltz and John DeCross, a bunch of those oh, cruise yeah. ship guys. Oh yeah. He's yeah. a cruise ship guy. Oh cool, cool, cool. And and so uh, and he did some some cruise ship material. Okay. Uh, stuff about that and uh, uh, he did some i think so it was uh, comparing the lower end uh, <laughs> cruise ships to a, a floating walmart you know. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. i love i love when you go you, you go you, you know you're on a low end cruise when you look off the back and there's dirty diapers just floating <laughs> <to open. laughs> You know. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. he did good. So, so that that was good. And I, I, he's down here playing somewhere. So, yeah, yeah that cool. was great. Uh, cool. I mean, he was in a. I mean, obviously, he could easy middle here. Oh, really? I mean, like, oh, no, wow. I wouldn't even question that. Oh, wow. You cool. know, he probably could headline. I mean, but right, I right. think he is a headliner. Uh, I haven't really looked at all of his stuff, but he could definitely middle. Nice. And next year. The way I'm booking next year, or at least the way stuff is falling out, I've just got between January and uh, the end of April. Um, uh, at, well, actually, between January and the end of June, I've already got. I think. Oh, let's think. Let me do three Good four job. Seven, this. seven, eight. Let's tell me you do. I, I think I've got about ten or twelve weeks. Where we've got celebrity acts on the weekends,
0: really? Oh, yes. so you got to put the on the Friday, Saturday, uh, or the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those so, Thursdays. and a lot
1: of them are just Friday, Saturday, right? And so, you know, of course, obviously, when we have that, we generally use Locals, the Florida yeah. comics sure, to fill yeah. in on the Wednesday, Thursdays. But we've got so many of them, right. I'm afraid I'm going to burn that out. Yeah. So I told Brian when I said we, I, I think we need to start thinking about what headliners can we bring in here that will headline Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, middle Friday and Saturday with uh, the celebrity yeah. on those weeks where the celebrity will allow you to put that person sure, in there yeah, when they're not sure. their own when they're not bringing their own. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, and and so we so that we just don't. Get redundant with the with the low, with the Florida comics. If you let some like if you have a celebrity that's bringing a middle, if you
3: let the split week know enough in advance, there's enough Friday Saturday stuff in Florida.
1: Yeah, that you could even get a traveling comic to cover. Well, that's that. true. That's yeah. true. I didn't think about that of contacting the yeah, clubs so like Snappers up there you've got and Gregory's and Coco yeah, Beach. and, and all that. just see who they're bringing in. Yeah, on those yeah. weeks and go, hey, I can fill in your yeah. Wednesday. That's a
3: or just Thank leave you, it. To the, just leave it to the comments. That's why you're it. here tonight.
1: I mean, help me. If you just say, like, I
3: mean, if someone <laughs> says to me, "I'm going to give you a split week, but you got Friday and Saturday off," I'll find a Friday Saturday. I mean, that's right. I mean, I, that's just what we do, you know.
1: Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But you try to. But yeah, I mean, uh, 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 we're getting more of that. I mean, when we moved to this location five years ago, which is the uh, you can't have a better location. It's Amazing. know where we are um you know i i'd always booked my celebrities for years in this market one
4: a month
1: some maybe every five or six weeks you know yeah and i found that was about what the mark in my mind that's what the market can bear sure you know that that you know that works now i after the second year in this location I went. I can, I can have a. Cel- I can book it like an improv. Well, the, I can yeah. have a celebrity yeah. every weekend. Yeah. And, well, the way and that they'll, they'll support it. Yeah. The way that people
3: are consuming comedy now, like uh, as a, uh, for a club owner, for a while you have you had to be careful because if you make too many special events, then you train your audience to come to special events and then they don't come see the up and comer. Now, the way they're consuming it, you can put a celebrity all well, the time. Well, and the
1: thing about it is for us, and, and I, any comedy club that says different, I don't believe them. <laughs> you know, when, when the act is not a celebrity, mm-hmm. and I mean a name, a fucking name-name. Seventy percent of our crowd is in here off of our customer reward. That's, that's awesome. That's what
4: everybody does. Are you that's guys awesome. discussing me right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when we said not a celebrity. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I came in and I was like. I seem like, to
1: be making like an extreme point of it. I too. am I getting attacked? <laughs> I was like, what? I get it. This is your You're audience. Jeez. I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> Do my best. I
4: wish I was further, too. I'm on YouTube. I'm doing my best, you guys. I'm
1: doing what you can. But you know, a lot of people. So what really, what we find is, is that the week, when when you put the celebrities in doing a four-show weekend, maybe five at the most, four is like perfect, because because they're going to sell out for sure. Or they're yeah, at least yeah. going to do 85%. They're, they're going to do the numbers on the weekend That keeps your ticket price valid. Mm -hmm. That keeps people buying tickets because they have to buy tickets to those shows. And then, so when you have that on the weekend, then instead of trying to pad with your customer awards and all the other ways you hustle people in, instead of having to do that for seven shows, Mm -hmm. now you only got to do that for three shows. Sure. Which makes everything more valuable. It makes, and then it makes it easy to pack those other shows out, right? You know, and uh, so yeah, it's a, it's it's really a win-win, and it works, and it, it 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 uh it's good for for the and you know people, the customer rewards when you do it right. I mean, you know, Florida's always been one of those places ever since I've been coming here when I was sixteen years old, right. and I had friends of mine that lived in Daytona. And my age. And they taught you when you snuck into clubs and sure. shit like that. If, if you're a local, you don't pay a right. cover charge. Right. Not right. In fl- if you're a local, yeah, you don't pay covers. Yeah. Only the tourists pay covers because <laughs> they don't know how to get around. <laughs> and that's the way it is with the comedy club. I mean, over all the years of doing it, everybody's learned oh, when you go to the club, make sure you get on the email list and you right. put your birthday in there you're going to get a call on your birthday and you're probably going to get a call five or six other times during the year. Mm-hmm. And then when they bring their friends, they tell them, "Make sure you get on the birthday list." Yeah, right? absolutely. So then when you get the call, you call me. I call you, you yeah. call me. Right. So there's so many people in town that go, "When do you go to the comedy club?" When they call me. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. for the most part. And they come people come to me all the time and go, thank you so much for calling me every now and then and reminding me, because <laughs> I always love it, you know. Like it's you on the phone. Too, that's like, exactly right. right. right it's okay. like they, they <laughs> love getting that call. Yeah. And uh, and then they'll have their favorites. You know, all, all comics, after they've come here multiple times, will yeah. have a group of people that go, oh, when that comic yeah. comes you know, that, that you get some tickets. so Can I ask you a you quick
4: know. question, Les? And I don't know if yep. you already discussed this. Yep. When you have a celebrity that's had a scandal, do you are you at all apprehensive about having them, or are you happy about having them because you know it's going to drum up a certain amount of business?
1: You know, uh, uh, um, I dep- it, it would all depend on the scandal. Sure. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I mean, in, in Louis' situation, I mean, when that happened with Louie, you know, it's like, Yes, and Louis admittedly so. He goes, "It was an abuse of power." Uh-huh. That's how he and and he goes, "It was abuse of power," and I'd gotten a little out of hand with it, and <laughs> you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. And but in his situation, no one was put in a situation where they could not leave the room. Yeah. You know, they could. Right. You know, it wasn't like he got them all fucked up and then you know and then and like then a Cosby them. type. Right. You right. Know, now. You know, if someone did what Kevin Spacey supposedly did, mm-hmm. yeah, eh, I don't think I want to be. I don't want to be associated. Yeah, I don't with that. You
3: well, you wouldn't bring Cosby in. I mean, that, that's yeah. exactly yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Now I might, I might bring a Bill. <laughs> 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 yeah, those no, no, numbers. No, 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 no. Just, you know, so she's it was great. with, with Louie, uh, uh, I, I got. We got
2: very little blowback on it. Yeah. Oh, there we go. All right, man. You know,
3: the we, the weirdest thing was when I got here, I, look, I walked around and I just took a two-second glance at the room. And I still, it still was completely, it blew me away walking out there, not yeah. having been in the room before. Yeah, yeah. It took me, it took me a beat to figure it out. Yeah. I was like, I hope that didn't show. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> How'd it feel? Good. Nice. They're a fun
3: crowd, man. I don't know why it is, but I've always heard in all the years I've been doing this twenty years, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I've always I've always was under the impression this was primarily a clean club, and no. I'm so glad that's not the case. Not
0: at all, no. Yeah, I'm I,
3: I'm ecstatic about that.
0: I don't think I've ever heard. I've been back in this green room a lot, not even just doing the podcast, just in general. I don't think I've ever heard let's tell one person what they can and cannot. It's fantastic. Say. Never one. I mean, it is. The only time I think that anybody has a problem with them is if you're just a dickhead off stage. Well,
3: I mean, I get if you're working with a clean clean comic. No, yeah. You know, or something you, like that. That's a,
0: that's one thing, yeah.
3: But I I mean, that that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because that's not what I thought.
0: The funniest thing is uh, there there there's this one comment that came in, uh, uh Brian Scalaro. Uh huh. And he told me straight up, he goes, No fat jokes, kid. And I was like, What? And he's like, Don't do fucking fat jokes. And uh, that's my only spiel. And I was like, all right, no, no fat joke. It's weird. And then as because he did, like, his whole act was and Well
1: Well, you know that's you know that, Matt. That's not yeah. unusual when you're an no, opener. No. Yeah, yeah. You yeah know no. that, oh, for sure. That, uh, the, don't trample on my shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that for the most, if there's something that's a yeah. main. Yeah. I'm, an,
3: I'm an interactive comic. You know, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll work with the crowd. I certainly don't do it as a guest set, you know. But, I, and I, I came up, I was Jimmy Pardo's opener for about four years. And Jimmy would say to me. Hey, remember, don't talk to the crowd because that's all I do. Right. And so I, I didn't. And yeah. I just, it, got, it made me way better faster yes. because it, it taught me to work those other muscles. Exactly. And it was fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. It but means
1: I, you got to have a little more material. For sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And uh, be, just be confident with it. But I, I've i never, I don't think I've ever gone to, a, uh, to a, another comic and said, hey, don't do this or don't do that. I mean, I understand it's kind of my privilege to do, Yeah, but I've never had the, I never oh, felt yeah. the need to do it. No, you know? I,
1: I don't think I ever have either. I didn't find there was anything. I, and the I remember the first time, and one of the few times it happened to me, was Tim Allen. Yeah. Tim wasn't a big star at that point in time. But and he was and I'd worked with Tim before, and he was so nice about it. He was like, "Hey man, you know, we you do some relationship material." Sure. And he goes, "My whole show is Relationship based He goes if that's all you got That is of the quality That you need to do He goes by all means do it
3: But if you got
1: something else That's as strong as that Right. Uh, and I, You know, and I was, I certainly, absolutely, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, you know a, that's a classy mean?
3: way to ask that question.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and, I sure. it, and, and I think, and I love that I could say that to Tim, that right. I went, oh, no, I can, I can cut that out. I got shit, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. th- to do that's just as strong yeah. as that, yeah. you know. Yeah, the
3: only thing I've ever done is I've gone to a yeah. feature and, and said, like, it's a rowdy crowd. Can you try not to talk to them? Mm-hmm. Because... If yeah. we get them riled up, then they think it's a conversation. That's right. And but other than that, but I mean, it's you know, MC can do whatever they want. MC, you want them talking to the crowd. Yeah, warm that crowd up and find out who's there. Get right. all that out of the way. That's right. Yeah.
0: I see. Like sometimes they'll they'll complain about that though. They'll be like, "Oh, he's talking to the fucking crowd, the host," and it's like. I thought that was the job of a host is to get the, it's get them, get the, that's why the, flowing. that's, you know, the
3: best advice I ever got in this business I, 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 was,
0: the feature wasn't supposed to talk. Like that was, that feature
3: should not really talk to the crowd. Not in much. The, not unless much. it's like, not I'll, much. yeah, I, I'll be okay with it if it's like a hypothetical thing right. or rhetorical right. or whatever. If it's the way they get into a bit, right, right, right. totally different. But the best advice I ever got in the business was someone, I was very frustrated because I was hosting and I couldn't get bumped up to feature. Right. And I had the material and all that. And then a friend of mine was like, you know what? Uh, great hosts make great headliners. Like if you learn to, to host right, and right. you and you knock it out, then you're more likely to become a good a good headliner. There's right. a ton of comics that start featuring from the beginning and they feature for twenty years.
1: Well, I can't tell you, Matt, how many how many comics are headliners mm-hmm. are totally intimidated to host a show. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. I mean, they're like uh-huh. they do not want that. They do not want to go up first. They do not want that pressure, mm-hmm. you know. It's a beast. If I mean, well, you, gotta you know, tame it. well, absolutely. And I mean, you know that, and, and you know that was the thing that, in the early when comedy first started, and it still is the case because a lot of people are just still in that same old school mindset of the, that you put the least talented person up first, and then the next one goes right, second, right, and the next right. one goes third, mm-hmm. and you go. And Canada, early on, learned yeah. that, no, the least, the, not least talented, but the least experienced person goes in the middle. Put them in the middle. Because right. that's the
2: easy slot. Yep. Absolutely. The, you know, Spot.
1: and you put the two experienced yep. people on the bookends. Right, right, You right. know, and that's the way it should be. And, like, Mike's one that still he's at that beginning kind of level. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, for but, sure. and, and, and in most cases – I would put the – but Mike just, and I think a lot from being around here, yeah. you uniquely d- had just a way about you that worked as an opener. Yeah, that's great. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. It yeah. just, you know, it, it did. It's a certain
3: gear that, that someone has,
1: and it just I think works you have well. to be charming. Yes. I think you, really, you really have to be charming. Like ability, right? That's right. Yeah. The, you really need to get up there and get the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, as we all know, not only focused – but in a good mood and, yeah. and feeling good, you know. And yeah. that means you have to be the type of person uh, that they like. Right. Excited. Almost. The, yeah, they, yeah, they like you. Yeah. And you I mean, have to
3: also buy into the fact that these people, some of them are just meeting for the first time. Right. And right. they're putting their drink orders in and they're getting settled. Right. It's, it's, it's yeah. just part of it so you can't get upset no. that these people are chatty because they just showed up. And
1: you don't have to be
3: hilarious. Exactly. You right. don't
1: have to right. carry... You just have to be good mm-hmm. and they like you. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. But I tell you I was uh I remember when I was uh I started touring in about 83. Started touring in about 1983 and then in 1985, 86 right in there, uh one of my one of my buddies and a couple other guys opened a comedy club in our hometown of Chattanooga Which okay. is still there And so So they were my One of my buddies, Ken Sons, who was a comic then too We were a comedy team for years he was, like, he was like, look man Just whenever you have a dead week Then you're the house MC yeah. He goes, oh, you know, well. you won't have any dead week Yeah, that's awesome <laughs> Like you're, you just tell me When you're not working And you're the, you're the host yeah. And so I did that for several months, and then when they they were in a banquet room at a Holiday Inn, and then when they opened up a full blown comedy club, he said, "What would you think about, you know, being a manager and host, okay. you know, of the club? Like, uh, do that sure. not tour right. for like a year at least?" Yeah, and I was like, "You know what, man? The regular money, I, I owed some money." Sure. You know, yeah. when you first get out there. I think I owed about five or $6,000 to my yeah. dad and yeah. the one cousin you had that's a doctor.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, uh, you know, so I was like, shit, I can get out of debt and right. da, da 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 So I did that for a whole year yeah. just being the house MC. At the end of that year, when I started the to tour again, I couldn't believe mm. how much material. Sure. I had no idea oh, wow. yeah. that – and I – and I and I did having a theater background. I did characters in my show, so okay. I had I had three character pieces. Right. now, a character piece, if the audience gets into it, you can start to improvise within the character. Sure, and a character piece can last two minutes or it can last twenty minutes. I mean, right, it yeah. can really take on a life right. of its own. Wow. And I did this little weekend room in Jackson, Tennessee, that has been there for fucking ever. Boato's yeah. Italian I, restaurant. I did it many times. Have you done oh, yeah. Sharon, so you yeah, know Sharon. Absolutely. So, a great, great, lovely place to do comedy. It was a blast. I loved it. And uh, right in between, right in, people don't know, it's right in between Nashville and uh, Memphis. Yeah. You know, a little, medium, little medium-sized town. And... Uh, So, the first time I headlined for, we just did one show a night. Mm -hmm. Or maybe one show Friday and two shows Saturday. I think we did one and two, yeah. Yeah. So, the Friday night, when I came off stage, because I was just having fun with the crowd. So, I was just doing everything. I was just doing everything in my repertoire. Yeah. And daughter, when I came off stage, she goes, do you know how long (laughs) you've been up there? (laughs) And I went, and I went, I think. I think I probably, and I was like, I said, I think about 90 minutes. I think I went that long. She goes, at three hours. Oh, holy so I was right under three hours. Because wow. my three character pieces probably did 20 minutes each. Holy that, shit. You know, on it's on. Sure. Then I did all of my material, and then at times I did some – birthdays and oh, improv and fucking with the audience uh. and she was like she and i found out later that she had just started they had yeah. not been that was like maybe their first year in yeah. so now sharon thinks all comments <laughs> <hours>. oh She'd <laughs> be able God. to do two or three hours you know but oh, no. and i was just flabbergasted but it was one of those nights where great crowd they're Southern, so they're my audience. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, right. I totally, yeah. I mean, I can do nuanced stuff, Southern stuff that wouldn't even work anywhere else. Right, it just, right, Now, So I had all the elements of being able to do that. But once again, I had no idea how yeah. much material I had developed over that year and a half being was that, was a, a house the, MC. Was
3: that still on the uh, the checkerboard floor? Yes, all the lights in the place are yes, on. You can see everyone. Yes, the yeah. little balcony up yeah. in the top. Yeah, and yeah, yeah that yeah, was a yeah. fun
1: room. It was. I don't yeah. are they not doing it I, I don't know. I know. at
3: some point their budget was such that I couldn't talk. Yeah, yeah, about yeah, going yeah, back, yeah. You
1: because yeah. yeah, I think I think you went over there and you made like two hundred bucks a you, show, right, maybe, paid, maybe yeah, yeah, one hundred fifty. You basically got gas money. Yeah. Was, yeah. Usually, I would tag it in the Memphis. Right. Memphis right. had a week long club yeah, back then, or Nashville. Nashville. You know. So.
3: Yeah, when I started, you did you ever run across Dave Wilson? I remember, I remember him. So yeah. Dave was a road comic for years, mm-hmm. and then he opened a club in, in Metro Indy, uh-huh. and I started off as Dave's one of his house MCs, and I was I also managed the showroom. Right. So I did the same thing. I, yes. I I ran the showroom, and I also hosted the shows, and it was me and like three other house MCs. So I was doing seven shows a week, two or three weeks a month. Right. And not only do you get good. But you also learn how to build a following with repeat customers yes. that way. So people right. would call the box office and ask if I was hosting that week or not. Yeah. And that kind of builds up your ego a little
1: bit too. It You're does. like, oh,
3: that's cool. They're asking about me, and it was awesome.
1: Yeah. You'll You'll appreciate this. So that in Chattanooga one night, it was a Sunday night, and you know how Sunday nights for comics can be a letdown. You know. Yes. You've had this fabulous Saturday, two yeah. packed out shows. You show yeah. up Sunday and there's 40 people. Yes. You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. And so the two comics were Leo Dufour, okay. who's from uh, Canada, Canada yeah. and uh, Brett Leake oh, from yeah. Virginia. yeah Brett, That's and, awesome. Uh, awesome. Oh, yeah. he is. And so, uh, which, who, who both of them I, I knew very well sure. already. So we get in a room and it is it's 40 people or something. And they're both a little like, ah. Uh, you know, just whatever. And I, and I, I looked at the crowd, and I, I truly recognized every face in the crowd. I couldn't tell you their name. Sure, yeah. But I recognized yeah, every absolutely, face I yes. went. And I told them, I said, they're all regulars. Yeah. You'll have a ball. Right. They're regulars. Right, right, right. So I got on stage, and I went, and I went. hey, the guys are bummed out that it was a small crowd. But by applause, just show them how many of you guys have been here many times. Well, it's all yeah, of them, you sure. know. And I said, hey, I got something for you. This will be fun. How many people by applause believe that they know the punchline to every one of my bits? <laughs> whole crowd. Whole crowd. applauded. Whole crowd. That's awesome. I said, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say the setup. And the first person that thinks of it, yell out the punchline. Oh, that's great. They didn't miss one. That's awesome. <laughs> they got <laughs> for 15 minutes. That's they awesome. hit every fu- – Leo and Brett were <laughs> laughing so hard. We were. I was laughing. It's, it's a w- great night. It was absolutely hilarious. It's amazing. And I go, you know, the, and the goof of all that is, otherwise, you you know, we would have gone up there, do what we'd done, and they would have laughed.
3: They would have been fine.
1: Yeah. I'm always amazed when I do like the, the shit here that I've done a fucking ten thousand yeah. times, and I go, yeah. and people go. And people are like, you know, it's like people. my wife Pam, you know, the staff are like, God, you know, it's a you do that, and they still laugh. And it's, I go, that's why I still do it. It's piano yeah. man. Yes, it is. Joel
3: has to do piano man every night. They know yeah. they don't. Oh, how it goes. he's gonna do the thing. They, they, if he doesn't do it, then they're pissed. <laughs> I know. And it's it's weird. I mean, um, people just like you know, Sundays when I started, Sundays were the no smoking night. Right. So Sunday would be. 200 people or 300 people. Right. And then when all venues went to non-smoking, then Sunday became just that night you're talking about. And right. Yeah. But, I mean, I always get on Young Comics about small crowds and stuff. I did a show in the Valley Park Funny Bone in Metro St. Louis four years ago. Uh-huh. and it And it was a struggling location. They were in a really bad spot. And I would do that room twice a year. And there was one night we had six people in the crowd they wow. just hadn't marketed well and it was there were some storms you know previously and it was just what six people and the manager asked me he goes well it's your show do you want to cancel the show i'm like these six people are here like if you send them home they probably don't come back or they, they tell someone you know what they cancel shows a lot when we go there let's just do a show so i did the show that night wow could have recorded an album they were that good yeah because you just wow. have to give them a show, you know. Well, you know, wow. I,
1: and the flip side of that is that years ago, where I saw that was uh, when Sinbad, when I first worked mm-hmm. with Sinbad, and we watched him, and we watched him go up like that on a Wednesday and Thursday night in front of t- small crowds, yeah. and kill him, yeah, and then on the weekend, full crowds, and kill him. But what we noticed was, is we go. He did the same show Mm -hmm. for the Wednesday night twenty as he did for the Saturday night two hundred. Absolutely. Right. And his energy didn't change. And that was something I've always preached. Never let the audience designate your energy. Right. They're they they're just here for a show. Now on the flip side of that, something that I learned (laughs) on numbers. And this, this was actually when we, we had the club in Chattanooga and then sold it to Michael and Cheryl Alfano, mm-hmm. who Michael still has. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl, his wife, uh, she does, she did the books, which is funny, so does Pam. It, right. it, every, every business relationship, marriage relationship that, that works and has a business together and it works, everyone, the wife... Handles the money, right, and the 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 uh, and and all the inventory control, all the nitpicky right. shit, yeah. And the husband handles the 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 promotions, sure. the sales, yeah. the broad base, yeah. Hard goods, every go yeah. every single one, yeah. So Cheryl, it was their third year having it. She was going at the end of the as end of the year, she's reconciling everything to pay taxes and all. So she's going over the whole year. And she's not only seeing, of course, the good weeks, but she's seeing the down weeks. And she's trying to look for now, in her, now after your third year, you can begin to look at trends mm-hmm. for the first time. Can I see trends? Right. And so then she saw the weeks where they lost money. And then she went to specific nights. And what she found out was, And this is something that every small business should know and most don't. What is your overhead to open the doors? Mm -hmm. As a comedy club, what is your overhead to open the doors? And so how many human beings do you have to have sitting in that room to meet your overhead? And then now... That means you made no money. That right. means you broke the fuck even, yeah. sure. okay? So then you want to add a few more seats so that at least you made a couple of hundred fucking dollars. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So what Cheryl found was was that if they did not have 50 people in the room, okay. yeah. they lost money. She told Michael, she goes, this is going to sound weird, but if we would have closed, like, these 40 days last year we'd have made 18,000 more dollars by being close it it doesn't seem to make sense you know what i mean but it is and a lot of small businesses don't get that they think oh we're paying rent you know let's be open all the time and so that was and i we weren't thinking of it no and we had never done that, and we had been in business longer than they had. Right. And when she, when Michael called me and said, I got a little something you probably hadn't thought about, and I said, fuck, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I always thought of it as the dynamic of, is the crowd so small? I knew the comics could pull it off. Yeah. I knew they could make six people have fun sure. when, when they go up with a good attitude. But I go, but is it counterproductive to the word of mouth. Sure. And that was all I was thinking yeah, Right, of. of course. Not that. And uh, so, like in this room right here, it really, like, our break-even's right at about 70, That's 75, okay. right in there. So my thing is, we don't have 100 reservations. Call the show. Yeah. Because.
3: Right. And you're doing that in advance.
1: Yes, you not are. Not once they walk not, in Not the once, they walk in. once they walk in. Once they walk in the door, you got, you got them. Yeah, there. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're going to do the show. And we, uh... We will call the show and what we found over the years is you call all those people up, you go, Hey, we gotta cancel the show tonight, we just don't have we just don't have the enough kind of thing. You can come to any other show this week and if they go we can't make it, then you offer them the next week, right? right? Sure. But within that two week period, we don't lose one patron. So yeah. they all you get their right. money. Yeah. Right. They all come.
3: Well, and you're also giving them such a great approach. You're probably getting them on a week you wouldn't normally get them. Also, yeah, maybe now, you've, create, yeah, you've created. Yeah, you created the, the point. Is is done, that which is great.
0: well? They're also they're, not. They're not pissed off. Right. Exactly. They're like you called way, us and everything. Yeah, like wow, right. it's very nice of you. Like, yes. And right. then you offer them this, and it's like that. That I, goes first. We're sure saying we only
1: want your experience here yes. to be a certain quality. right? And if it's not going to be that quality, we're going to change you to some place where it is going to be that quality. The number
3: of comics that invest that kind of time in the customer experience are are small. What you're doing is is amazing, and I wish
1: more would do it. Well, you know that we've talked about this a million times, is that the difference with me is that I'm a comic. Right and I, and I'm an entertainer. Right. So and so is Pam. Pam has a master's degree in theater. We are both have theater degrees. So we approach we approach a comedy club from the from the from the point of view that the show is the most important thing. When we built out both of our rooms, when we look at the room, we go, "Where does the stage go?" Mm-hmm. That's our first thing. Where stage. And then everything is built around it.
5: Right,
3: right. Now,
1: most comedy clubs are run by food and beverage people. Yeah,
3: bar people. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: They go, where's the bar and the kitchen go? Because right. that's our revenue drivers. And then they build the club from there and they put the stage wherever the fuck is left.
2: <laughs> Just shove it in the corner. Yeah, and true. they don't
1: think about. Yeah. They go, what does it matter? As long as everybody can hear, as long as everybody can see. Yeah, yeah. What does it matter? Right. You know, little things like it's like, you know, when we came into this room, and I didn't do it at the last club. I never hired a sound engineer. Then we'll pay the ten thousand dollars for a fucking sound engineer to come in here and do it. Yeah. You know, a real one, and we did. And it makes all the difference in the world. And I was sitting there going, "Good Lord." It's the most important aspect of yeah. this business right. is sound, right? And very few comedy clubs—not none, but no, you're very right, few yeah, you're right. Spend the money to make sure that the sound is as perfect as it can be, and it's you know? pretty fucking perfect. It me. is
2: great. Yeah, right. It's amazing.
3: Uh, my first time working Brad Garrett's club. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, in, I'm backstage, and he goes. He goes, Let me show you around, and so he takes me out to the in the showroom, right? And there's he has. have you been in that room? I have not. There's there's a post in the middle of the room, right? right? And he goes, I'll tell you the story. When we first set this room up, you know, we were setting up the floor plan, and there was a table right at this post. And I asked the uh, the person that set it up, he goes, well, what's with this table? He goes, this is a garbage seat. They can't see. They have an obstructed view of my stage. And he goes, yeah, but you get busy, you get a sold-out room. You know, this is a four-top. You know, it's $65 a seat, plus, you know, we don't get – because in that room, they don't get liquor sales. That goes to the casino. So oh. they only get admission.
1: That's the Developers. way I first started yeah. for 10 years. And
3: he goes, uh, no, but this is a garbage seat. And they go, yeah, but when you're sold out, this is pure profit. And he goes, no. He goes, in fact, this whole row, gone. He goes, no bad seats in my, in my room. And that's you right. walk in the room, and it's not bunched together like a lot of clubs are. There's right. room to move. Right. And it just makes a better experience for but everyone. But that's
1: because Brad has... Enough money, right? Yeah. That he can do that yeah, yeah. exactly. But, but your room, there's not a bad seat in no, this room. No, we got three posts out there. Yeah,
3: there's not a bad there's seat. Three po- three
1: small posts in the room that are the support posts. And you work the, around them, but it, that's what you're talking about. But yes. you put the
3: stage first. Oh, absolutely. And you, which means you put the experience first. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, it says McCurdy's Comedy Club, not McCurdy's Chicken Finger. That's room. right. That's yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good. It's, I like
1: it's, the, it's it. true. It's, it is. Yeah. It is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's. You know, and, and uh, you know, I think, I think that, I you mean, when I hear about that. the new guy, when I, you know, like the guy that's doing the helium rooms and the guy sure. out of Canada, God, I'm just based, I just met him at Just for Laughs and really nice guy out of... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was at It's open, open Minneapolis yeah, and, oh, and wait, uh, you with the, uh, Houston and...
2: Uh, oh, it's not Rick Bronson. Uh, it's, uh,
1: Rick Bronson. In, it's Rick yeah, Bronson. Br- yeah, Yeah, yeah. Great guy, him great and his guy. wife. And, you know, and... They seemed, from listening to the comics, they all say all those rooms yeah, are really sure. good rooms. W- Wendy at, yeah. uh, oh, well, Wendy's amazing. Yeah, comedy wise. And,
3: and then so is uh, uh, Nick Constance. Oh, of course. So you were, okay, yeah. you were at And so that. is Mark Ridley. Yes. And so and, is yeah. Bruce
1: Ayers. Absolutely. Because they love the art form. They, yes. they are, yeah. you know, they truly do. So,
3: yeah. that, okay, this makes sense. At JFL, you were at that Gatekeepers of Comedy show. Yes, you were sitting a row in front of me at that. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I go to that every year. Oh, all right. Yeah. It was all a right. blast. It was so this year was amazing because Nick Costas came off like a celebrity. Like he was great. He was so good on that
1: panel. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a blast. Well, you know, I, that was I had not been up to just for laughs in probably a dozen years. You yeah. know, because, you know, I, I I used to work that little uh, uh, little club in the attic of the uh, oh the nest the Irish. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On Ule- uh, not uh, Kath- on Saint Catherine. On Saint Street. Catherine, right at look, the dividing line yeah, the between the American there. and the, yeah, yeah, the French yeah. side. Yeah. And um, so that introduced me to Montreal. And Beautiful then city. Pam and I went because uh, she had never been there. I said, "Let's just go. You've never been to Montreal." But it was like it's so big that you go. Well, it's all the celebrities and yeah, shit. Yeah. So we go, well, eh. yeah. you know, and it's more celebrity driven. Yeah. So we really weren't seeing enough of the kind of acts we could book, I was better off going to the Boston comedy competition sure. or, or like Ashton. the World Series of yeah. Comedy or, yeah, those kind of things that you actually can pick up acts. You, you know. should go to Limestone in Bloomington, but, Indiana. That's a Oh, it's good? It or oh, so many now. But I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed going up this year yeah. because it got me out of my bubble. And it was cool just seeing kind of where comedy's at right sure. now and and you know i told pam i said i saw four or five comedians that i just really enjoyed they would never work here <laughs> right. in a million sure. fucking years <laughs> yeah yeah they would never work Yeah, here. That makes sense you know just they 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 need yeah. A very big city, eclectic, Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, for sure. Uh, I mean, to, to get what they're doing, you know.
3: We go up as an industry. My business partner owns a comedy record label. Yeah. And then we together we own a podcast network. Oh, cool. Okay. So we go up, uh, you know, to try to get whatever talent. But sure. but the talent that we have to get is kind of on the fringe of all of it, too. Yeah. Because even like the unrep show, yeah. as soon as those comics come off stage, they're no longer unwrapped. I mean, they've yeah. got management waiting for them. Well, you so know, we have to catch those fringe guys. It
1: was interesting to go to the big shows that yeah. had the celebrity, and then, mm. I, and as I figured out, the, the celebrity game. itself picks out right who the acts are going to be. And I went, God, who was the guy I went to see uh, who was very funny? He's Australian.
3: Oh, Jim Jefferies. Yes. Yeah, that show was great. Oh, yeah.
1: Very, he was great. Yeah. I did not think the comics he chose. I did not have one comic in that group. That I would have gone. I'll book that comic. I
3: can see that, but because but would, he had two. Did you earlier or the late? Do you remember?
1: Uh, I don't remember. Because one one
3: one is definitely what you're saying, and the other one is about probably two thirds. what like you're saying.
1: But then I went to um, uh uh oh shit. Why am I spacing her name out? Because I'm 64. Uh, Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Every comic on her show. I would have felt like... Which makes sense. I would have booked right. or would have at least yeah. entertained book. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed every... So- but, you know, Jim has a style of comedy that he's he's bringing people that have that style, yeah. but they're not as good as he is yeah. at right. Wanda's more fun and free, just yeah, way more loose accessible. and fun. So yeah. yeah. that yeah. kind of so that kind of, they were more, I just... Yeah, I that, guess ma- it, that
3: totally makes sense, though. Yeah. But that's you knowing your market, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. is great, because yeah. there are a lot of clubs that don't. They're just like, well, this person... He's funny. And, yeah, absolutely. well and, yeah. and and is well known. So it yeah, has to work my room and yeah. Absolutely. And then you take those regulars that you're talking about uh, and they're like, Oh, this isn't what we want And
1: then, you know, something I learned too, I was having lunch the next day with one of the agents that I deal with and I never meet. That was another reason yeah. I went. I I deal with these agents all the time, and maybe for years, and we've never met each other. One, I was amazed how young all of them were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Just wow, trying. you're yeah. like, really, could be my kid. Uh, but, which gave me a little more, like, okay, I'll fuck with you a little more. No, they they were all great. They were all wonderful. Yeah. But I was talking to one of them about the Jim Jeffries show, mm-hmm. and then a couple of other shows I'd seen that I was like, I, I was like, You've got 10 minutes or whatever, 10 or 15 minutes, in this big showcase. The choices that they made yeah. on their material. Like there were a couple I saw that I knew, and I went, oh, why would you choose to do that? And i they hit me out on the fact that because just for laughs, I guess owns your – when you do a set wow. mm. in that thing, they like – own that material or they have a lot of rights to that material there was she was explaining to me that you know you don't want or it's it, it's that's hard to do your a shit because Whoa. now that's under a lot under their umbrella mm. with things you have to because it's all filmed everything's filmed everything's recorded. Filmed, yeah. everything's recorded right. Just for Last has the rights to use all of that material yeah. wherever they want to. They have a Canadian series. So channel, I too. think you truly lose the rights mm. to that stuff. I believe you do. At least yeah. those
3: recordings of them. you Yes. Would, yeah. Yes. Yes. Like if you have an existing album, because we deal with serious a lot with the label, but if you have an existing album and there's a track that they're, that they're playing right. of, of yours, then obviously you and the producer have rights to that. But if they capture that at a JFL event. Yeah. Then they go. So they're like, you're going. A
1: lot of the comics are not doing their a shit because they, they're they're doing. They're they're going. Okay, what can I do that I think will be good in this situation? But I don't mind that I can't do it any fucking well. You know, it was it was
3: just. um, You know, I think it was between last year and this year. There was a big a big stink that was raised because JFL uh, Sirius Radio, that their network, they made the announcement that they were no longer going to pay royalties to the comics for the material that was being played on their network, uh-huh. and all the comics rebelled against them, and they. They were. They came back. And As like, well, no, they should.
1: Absolutely, they should be doing the exact opposite. Right, and the you comics know, for did the stand, stand
3: together and stood up to them, and it worked. Thank have God. Have you ever bro. been up there,
1: John? Good for that. I haven't.
2: No, it's a good time. It's
1: yeah. it's neat that it goes. It's expensive to just yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, uh, I've had yeah. a
2: lot of friends in the unrepped shows. Oh who, yeah. Who are now apparently repped. Good for Yeah. That. yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah, it's, yeah right? it's just a uh, known <laughs> immediately. Yeah. It's but even
1: when you you know when you get repped, but you have no name yet. Yeah. You know. I'm like, well, I know that, you know, they're supposed to help you get that name. But, you know, an agent's job is just to get you work. Right. To get their percentage off you. And of course, they want you to go, but still, yeah. are they really getting you television shows? No, and, 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 they're and that's gonna, more a good manager, right? right yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. I mean, really. And an
3: agent's only going to work hard if they see light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. But they have to do a ton of work to get their 15%. Sure. Right. They're not going to yeah. do that. They that's want right. someone that already has some momentum and yeah. they,
4: they're going to ride that.
0: Self starters. You know, like, yeah. Kind yeah.
1: And I mean, but, there's only so many managers out. There that are connected, sure. You know that yeah, can get you sure. that shit. But
3: I mean, from a comic standpoint, if you can put the money together to go, and and bu- you can buy a badge, so you can get into all the parties and everything. Yeah, it's a cool thing. Yeah, like it's a cool thing to oh, do, do once so. or something. You yeah, know? yeah. You know,
1: yeah. I mean, to go up there and stay somewhere near the shit. Yeah, downtown. And I think that I think that badge package is. 300 bucks it depends on when you buy it something if you like buy that, in January 300 bucks or 150 yeah. whatever and then you know but everybody goes and hangs out in yeah. that bar lounge yep. you know and and by god everybody's out all the agents there. every fucking body yeah. hangs last, out yeah. in that bar lounge yep. last know? year I had I mean that's where to hang out for sure be, yeah. and be funny yeah and, <laughs> and, and, in the
3: bar lounge and you have two not two of the nights where either Comedy Central or Netflix buy it out and it's open bar. That's right. And then there's hors d'oeuvres floating around. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, last year I, I met Dave Chappelle and, uh, and uh, you can uh, John meet, Mayer.
1: You can meet big stars. You yeah. can meet a lot of club owners. Sure. You can meet you, you can meet, you know, yep. uh, uh, just because you happen to be standing there or if you know who they are. Weasel your Everybody, way over there and <laughs> the see last if you can get into a decent conversation that <laughs> yeah. doesn't have shit to do with book me. Before yeah. You know? yeah, before
3: JFL, the, the one place I'd been that I'd met more people in the industry was Tim Wilson's funeral. Uh, that was the last time that I met that many pa- people of power and influence in one place. Right. I right. mean, obviously for a different reason, but right, I met right. people I hadn't, you know, I'd, I'd never met before at Tim's funeral and right. people that I connected with 15 years ago. Right. You know, did no. you know Steve Baird no. down here? So Steve Baird, I'm from Indianapolis, and he was an Indianapolis comic when I started. And then Steve relocated to Tampa. Right. Uh, and he started doing comedy on the side. He still was on the side, you know? Yeah. And uh, I he showed up at, at Tim's funeral, and then Steve passed away like two weeks after that. Oh, wow. So had I not gone to that, I wouldn't have seen this guy who was a big part of me starting out. like He was that guy that man. I looked at, like, oh, I want to be like man.
1: Tim's wow. doing. Wow, Tim's yeah. one of those stories you have know, a guy that shouldn't have died.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: had a heart attack, and he just wouldn't go to the hospital. At, really? Walking around Nashville, yeah, having yeah, a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Rosie Probably O'Donnell had exactly too. the same thing happen to her. Really? I didn't yes, know that. Rosie had the same thing happen to her. Had a heart attack, and just, oh, that doesn't happen to women. You know, dah, 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 and waited, 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 waited. And by the time she got to the hospital, they saved her. But she, yeah, I mean, she wow. talks about it. She was lucky as shit man, they saved her. Scary. And yeah. Tim just waited too long because yeah. I think his brother was with him was with that him. day and kept Christop- saying, man. Christopher was on the phone long. with him saying,
3: you need to go to the doctor. And hes he just kept wandering around smoking cigarettes. Oh, did he's did did all he, all yeah. he was having a heart attack? I don't I,
4: know. He's,
3: I, he's I mean, just. Tim was so stubborn. Oh, so you know, I, know. Like, I
1: know Tim yeah. forever he's and
3: one of the greatest performers oh, I've ever he's seen. Such in my a life. funny
1: guy and just what a character. A
3: sweet human being is what he was. One of the
1: few comedy stories of it, yeah. You know, everybody goes, You ever heard of an audience member coming up and, you know, punching a comic for being rude? I said, I know a comic that stepped <laughs> off stage and punched an audience Really? Tim. Really? Yes, Tim did. Was that here? Wait, no. Okay. no. no I want to say he did it more once, but I know he I'm did. Sure, it he once. did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tim's more
3: right. likely to punch someone for not knowing who the BGS were <laughs> than, for, than for being rude, because that is rude
1: to him. It's absolutely rude to him. Oh, oh God! And uh, he was a he was amazing. he was he was just something else. Yeah, he was quite a quite a character, and as funny as anybody. uh and just always a little, just oh, it just burn him that certain, especially Southern comics, got the nod, got the TV shows and mm-hmm. shit, and they, he just didn't. But it's so hard when you're a, a song parody guy. Right, right. You know?
3: Well, and when it, Billy it was, Gardell got a little bit of heat and he did that Showtime thing, yeah, Road yeah. Dogs, and he got Tim on that. Yeah. it's brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. That was one of the greatest sets of comedy I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Oh, absolutely. And when people don't know who, funny, funny Wilson is, you, you, said, who uh, Tim Wilson is, you... Uh, I'll tell you who Tim Wilson is. He's so good. <laughs>
1: he's the best. He said, Lester. <laughs> I brought him down here one time, and uh, and he was, you know, he's he was already, you know, big. You know, he had markets where he packed places and oh, theaters yeah. and Bob and Tom and sure. all that shit. And I kind of said... I said, you know, we don't we, – they tried uh, – syn, syndicated radio has never worked in Tampa Bay. I don't, yeah. The Tampa Bay audience just doesn't dig it. They've tried John Boy and Billy. They've tried Tom and, uh, 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 and, Tom, and Tom Show and a few others. Yeah. And they, even Howard Stern, yeah. I don't think, locked in here mm-hmm. long. And they like their locals. And so – but I thought, you know, we have so many – after I'd been here for 15, 20 years, I was like, we have so many people that have retired down sure, here from the Midwest, from Bob and Tom Markets. Yeah, right. Maybe the Bob and Tom guys have followings down here, and I just don't know it. So I said, I knew Tim, and I was like, would you like to give it a try? You know, and 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 uh, he was like, what? How did I bring it up? Because whatever it was, I was like. He's like, why the hell are you even calling me about this? You know, I said, well, you know, just to try it. You yeah. Know, it didn't work. Uh-oh. It didn't work. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think he, on a four or five show weekend, I think he sold maybe six or seven hundred tickets. Wow. You know, when it should have been, yeah. You know, of course. Well,
3: what's your What's your capacity?
1: Uh, in In this room right here, two ninety. Okay. Two seventy was the other okay. room. Yeah. And I mean, uh,
3: Tim's. Uh, but just, anyway. He's, he's oh, anyone. I miss Tim. I
1: miss Ron Shock. Oh, uh, Ron Shock. And I miss oh. John oh. Burnett, too. You knew Ron? I didn't know
2: Ron. I did Ron some shows with him in Vegas about a couple months before he really got sick. Oh, yeah. Ron yeah.
3: Shock was one of the most. Super cool guys. Oh, sweet yeah. One yeah. of the best storytellers very of all sweet time. Guy. Kind the
1: of nice greatest guy. storyteller. You know, I, I'm, I'm his, I was talking to Ron White because – Ron and I both were heavily influenced by him. We uh, we have it in our... You have it in your voice. You have, you have a little bit of the oh, Ron cadence. We did. We, yeah. we have it in our voice. Yeah. And I said, you know, Ron's stories, if they were not... St- Here's the problem with stand-up comedy. Because we're so protective of our material. Yeah. When a comic dies, his act dies. Now, if Ron Shock were an actor and not a stand-up comedian, and all those were put together in a theatrical one-person show, that show would be being done today. How good would that show Today. (laughs) And it'd be a great show, right? And so I was mentioning that to Ron White, I go, well, don't you think it'd be cool if you got like five of us that knew Ron really well, like we know his cadence, we know his rhythms, we know everything, and each one of us picked one of the stories. And I go, you would have to do it because you're the only one with heat that, <laughs> right, that right, can yeah. sell it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's in that group, and he, he loved the idea, but it never it's never yeah, gotten it's any legs because I know uh, uh, his wife uh, uh, she would love Oh, us she'd it. love it. Yeah. She would love it, and but uh, man, those and I I have actually thought about and I haven't done it, but I've actually thought about doing a couple of his stories yeah. here. You know, and just you know, some night, just you know, setting it up, doing a little video thing. Sure. Here's who he is. Yeah. Shit's out there in the front room, and, well, and I and, hate that his stories you don't get to hear them. The thing is, you
3: would have the ability here because you own the room, you're hosting the show, you're not doing his material, trying to get work off of it. No, so no. that's the most really wholesome just, just way
2: getting to out do there it because you love it. That's right, just exactly. you just right.
1: That. and and then just trying to get out to people going. You should Google search him yes. and get his damn DVD because you will People laugh right. as hard yeah. as you can laugh at that <laughs> shit. I love it when Ron would say something and, the, and, and nothing, <laughs> just nothing, and then sit there for a second and then go, listen to what I just said. And <laughs> then. Resay it, and everybody would start laughing like crazy.
2: And I go, "Who the
3: fuck does that?" One of my favorite Ron Shock things, and it was part of—I think it was part of his act—but he would do the. Uh, I was working in Pensacola, Florida, last week, and those people were fucking stupid. Yeah, and always. I told them, "I'm like, you people are fucking stupid." And a guy stood up and said, "You're goddamn right, we are, and we're proud of." That was such a great line. We're
1: <laughs> proud of and it. Goddamn
3: right. We and, and you know that happened. Oh yeah. And yeah. he was like, "That's in the act."
1: I love it. It's what. I was just in I was just in Mississippi. Uh and he does a whole thing about how stupid Mississippi is. He goes He goes he goes uh I was in East Mississippi. It's in the northwest part of the state. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> That's looking great. <laughs> Little shit like that. Oh god. Yeah. right Just I was in on my 38th birthday, I'd never been to Vegas, and Pam, uh, as a surprise to me, got everything set up for. And the Luxor had just opened, so sure. they had a special thing at the Luxor, and so she got it all set up and surprised me. And we go, and we get there, and I'm like, "Well, let's see if there's any comedians we know." Sure enough, Shock is there. <laughs> nice. He wasn't living there at the time yeah. yet, but he was there playing uh, one of the clubs. And so I called Ron, and he was—he was like, "God damn, nerd, this is gonna be great." And uh, he's like, "He's like, you wanna go out in the desert and do peyote and watch sunset?" I go, "No, no, Ron, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't wanna do heroin either." But let's have a party. Yeah. But anyway, so but he—he uh, he, I said, told him I'm here, and my birthday's on October 27th. You know, like Wednesday or whatever it was. He goes, "God damn, man." He goes, only the coolest fucking Vegas night ever is on your birthday. They are going to implode the dunes. The first, <laughs> I was that, that weekend. The uh, first yeah. original that they were going to yeah. implode. Yeah. He goes, every high roller in the fucking world's here. There's going to be a quarter of a million people out on the mall. Yep. Steve Wynn did a fireworks yeah, yeah, was, was that there. the most incredible yes. fireworks show? Like the the fucking. Dunes
3: is the first place I ever stayed in Vegas, oh, so it was amazing.
1: Man, that fireworks show. We, so, so Ron goes, so guess where you're going to be on your birthday? You're going to be sitting with the press corps. Because oh. that's where I'm sitting, nice. right across oh. from the Dunes. Oh, how cool is that? He goes, you know, you're, you're on the 50-yard line, brother. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, this is so cool. And, that's uh, awesome and that was that was yeah. an awesome <laughs> that fireworks show me and pam say to this I day there was that it was like the whole desert lit up yeah, yeah.
3: and you you have, wonder, you have to wonder you have to wonder how much it? he paid for that it's i mean inconsequential absolutely <laughs> but it's insane
1: what that guy can do oh, it's, it's
2: insane. i think i watched it on youtube i wasn't there yet i was a little younger but that's still it's one of the most famous implosions in yes. Las Vegas history. Yes, sir. Sure.
1: Because it, they made it's in a movie. Yeah. You yes. know, so because usually an implosion does an implosion has no fire and yeah. mm-hmm. shit blowing up, and of course they blew up every floor, yeah. Yeah. and then there were auxiliary buildings around it you didn't yep. know were going to blow up. Right. 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 Remember, <laughs> yeah. I think it was for like a Schwarzenegger movie yeah, it was, or something, I which or movie a it was. Stallone movie or something. Oh, but yeah, because
3: you had the Dunes had all those outbuildings. Yes. All those those yes. annexes because. Whenever when I stayed there, I walked for like four hours. It felt like to get to my room because you just kept going and going and going, and all that shit went. It was great. It was I
1: remember on. the when the when the the fireworks stopped, and yeah. we sat there for a minute and went, "How can anything outdo that?" And then you know, it just <laughs> Everything felt the finale. Then when it came down, no one outside was thinking about the fallout from that right, building here it comes. Yeah, and yeah. so it was like Godzilla had showed up <laughs> i mean people were literally yeah. fleeing literally inside right. and of course the casinos all knew it oh, they yeah. all went oh they they will all be trapped yep. <laughs> inside yep. for at least 2 or 3 people hours people
3: don't understand that yeah but you know i miss i miss that version of vegas only because now it's so, it takes so long to get from the street to a casino And it used to be You're on the sidewalk And you just walk right in Oh yeah And it was great Yeah It was so It was so it
1: was hey, so amazing When well, we do this little conversation If you want I'll bring you up too Up to you Okay it's got Great you stories to... You should bring it. No it was uh, No that was cool That was cool And Pam and I We love Vegas it's And we are Vegas blessed Every time we've been to Vegas Something has happened Where they've upgraded us To a One of those crazy rooms That's It's awesome. yeah. Not like a an apartment yeah but yeah. not but, like, not like but the always hangover, you you, but yeah. you have just an okay room yeah. king bed and we always get moved up to the one with the jacuzzi <laughs> in the middle of the fucking room yeah. and <laughs> you know as Ron said we were at the Luxor and we we checked in our room we left to go walk around we come back to our room and the doors wide open so we call security security comes over walks through our room has us come in is anything missing nope nothing everything's okay you know, he goes, Oh, maybe housekeeping came in, didn't close your door. So, of course, he reported it. They call us up and they move us up to a suite with a jacuzzi tub right in the middle and all that stuff. And, and shock comes over. And he walks in and goes, Well, this is goddamn nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Well, he should be wrapping up here in a second. Okay, I thought so. So I'll go check and see what time it is, all right?
0: Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Conversation Podcast here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Go to our website, mccurdyscomedy.com, to check out all of our upcoming shows and events. And if you enjoyed Ty Rivera at all, please go to his website at tyrivera.com. Dot com also follow him on instagram at official ty rivera that's t-h-a-i-r-i-v-e-r-a and on twitter at ty rivera also john hilder please follow him at instagram at john hilder comic and twitter the same thing at john hilder comic that's j-o-h-n-h-i-l-d-e-r well thank you so much i hope you enjoyed this one and we'll see you next time